well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Starring Jay from the Sexy Armpit and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. So I'm having a little Christmas party up in here, Matt. A Christmas party, you say? Got my lights going. I got my tiny miniature Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen the tree yet, I don't think, but I have seen the lights. The best part, it's on remote control. <laughs> you are so proud. Of, like, you you text me. I know we talk all the time, but you text me on average about once every three years. <laughs> and last night was one of those occasions because you were so proud that your christmas lights could be turned off via remote i'm like a hundred years old because i am so fascinated by remote control stuff yeah so how does one rig christmas lights to a remote control like is it your tv remote what is it so you could buy these remote things at you know walmart or wherever you go and then all the components plug into this contraption you have been here so the, everything's on remote control and i'm always hitting buttons and things are going on i mean i really could have a clapper if i wanted to yeah but if, if i sat there doing one of these everything would turn on at the same time yeah and also you're a big clapper so there'll be a lot of accidental turning ons and offs <laughs> that's so true yeah. somebody will come out on like raw and like exactly. the whole house would blow up like flames alexa would have a good zinger and all of a sudden the fucking <laughs> lights are flickering <laughs> So, yeah, the whole condo is bathed in Christmas lights. It's really a sight to see. Yeah, you do it up real nice. I know there's lots of uh, silver in, in the mix, and then you have all the multicolored Christmas lights. Some people just do plain, and I get that. It's very conservative and stuff, but I'm schlocky. I oh, need to have... me too. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I have uh, family members who swear by white only, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> when I was growing up, there was a very definitive turn that my mom took. Like when we were young and everybody was little kids, the colorful lights were always there. But then there was one year from then on, everything was just plain white lights. You know, it's weird. I bet this happened in the early 90s because there was this weird thing I noticed, not just with my family, but all my friends' families, where they tried to do this like fake high class thing. Yeah. Everybody all of a sudden was getting these like horrible couches and these like giant paintings on the walls of like abstract fruit <laughs> and white Christmas lights. <laughs> it was a status symbol. Yeah. It's very odd. I'm, I'm glad it's finally falling by the wayside. Yeah. And then we come in and we rip through the walls and we're like, Melikaliki Makamania is running wild, <laughs> brother. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> So we haven't really done a ton of Christmassy things yet this season so far, but we did stop by to get those uh, pancakes, right? Oh, my God. What a disaster. <laughs> so we get to IHOP. We, yeah. So, yeah, just to establish, IHOP is doing this, like, special green pancake thing for the Grinch movie. So we get to IHOP, and it's, like, a weekend in the morning. So, of course, they're absolutely mobbed, and we have to wait, like, 45 freaking minutes for a table. Everyone in the waiting room is coughing all over us. And oh, sneezing. my God. It was like being in a fucking urgent care. <laughs> it was. It was it's, it, like it's like a little box that lobbies and there, you can't go outside because it's two degrees. 
So everyone's just huddled together, coughing on each other. If you looked over at the windows, there was kind of like a green slime dripping, and you think it's like a Grinch decoration, but it's all the kids sneezing it's, on yeah, the windows. Absolutely <laughs> fucking right. It was just brutal. Ugh. You I mean it's like I know it's like people out there think you're joking, but no, it really was that bad. <laughs> we we actually had to step outside for a minute. I'm like, well, wait a second. I'm gonna have to hang back in here and get sick because yeah, God forbid they give you a clicker. <laughs> Yeah, there speaking was no, of remote controls, <laughs> there was no light up contraption. Yeah, you, you, know? had to, you had to be within earshot or you lost your table. Anyway, we finally get one <laughs> and we got regular food on top of the green Grinch pancakes because we weren't like sure that we wanted to eat that stuff. We just kind of yeah. wanted it on the table for like a little taste and to take pictures of yada, yada, yada. Right. We get our food and there's no Grinch pancakes. <laughs> They brought us out all the food except the main thing that yeah. we went for. And at first, I feel like the waiter was trying to imply that like he had everything covered. And finally, like after four runs back and forth, he admitted that he completely forgot to put in that part of the order. <laughs> and his solution was to have the people in the back apparently make this order within, no joke, 10 seconds. Because what they brought back was... Ugh, it, not what you saw in the picture. No, it was re like on the picture, it's this beautiful pancake with this like white icing and these little red candy hearts. What we got, Jay? <laughs> yeah. it, it, uh, it looked like it was a uh, cafeteria kind of food. Worse than that. It looked like things had happened to that plate. <laughs> Although I will say it tasted really good. It was fucking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, <laughs> It was like almost eating uh, a flattened out delicious vanilla cupcake. Exactly. It was, yeah. you know, it looked like shit, but it tasted like fucking gold. It was really good stuff. Yeah. So that was like the main Christmas adventure we've gone on so far. Yeah. I hope we uh, do better than that in the days to come. We will. We're going to have our Christmas celebration right here tonight on the Purple Stuff podcast. Oh my God. Our special Christmas show. I can't believe it. I was asking you before, is this actually our fourth Christmas show? This is the fourth time we've done a Christmas songs episode. That's right. That's, uh, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Four years of this shit. <laughs> and let me tell you, brother, the well's running dry. Yeah, it is. It's time for more tonight. We have a whole new set and we can't wait to get into it. I did take the liberty, though, of looking back on uh, last year yeah. to see who started out last year. Okay. And you started out, so that means I have to start this year. I think you should go for it. Here we go for my first Christmas song. Number one.
This is Rockin' Ricky Rialto whipping out the oldies, and that was Christmas Baby Please Come Home from Darlene Love. Wow, God, let me tell you something, DJ, I forgot your name, but you are going in this with a real classic. November 1963. So Darlene Love did this song for the album A Christmas Gift for You from Phil Spector. And this is, to me, the gold standard in Christmas albums. It really kicked off the whole craze, I think personally, that the modern era has on Christmas music. So when you look at this song, Darlene Love sings this song with so much power and emotion. Mm. And like as many times as a song has been covered, it's still, to me, the definitive version of this song. The performance in this song, it is like the devil is on the earth and he's saying if you don't fucking sing this song the entire planet is going up in flames <laughs> and she's like you know what motherfucking i gotta save the world <laughs> the devil my analogy is a little weird tonight yeah, got but I, what i'm I, saying is it's a very good performance very solid the sentiment is there yeah so but in addition to all the other uh, people who worked on the song, the interesting thing here is that backup vocals were done by Cher. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. And also Sonny Bono was on percussion because this is, you know, back in the day. This is probably right when right before they got real famous. So that's a little Sonny interesting. Sonny Bono on percussion. Wow, I did not know this. Yeah, yeah. Darlene Love was actually Danny Glover's wife in Lethal Weapon. Is that? She, are you? Yeah. Making, is this all true stuff? It sounds. It sounds like a leap, you know. Everything and, and, you told me about Cher and Sonny and Danny Glover. This is all accurate. Trish Murtaugh. This is Danny Glover's wife in Lethal Weapon singing one of the greatest Christmas songs of all time. That is just outrageous. It is, and I'm gonna blow your mind even more. This song was the beginning of Gremlins. Oh, that I knew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's where my Ricky Rialto impression came from. Yeah. I can't hear this song even to this day without immediately picturing the Gremlins movie logo slamming on the screen. Yeah. Oh, so good. Actually, not too long ago, we went to see that at Alamo, and I was just having all the feels when this came on. It was really great. For me, this song is like, like there are Christmas songs to make you think of like being out shopping or of decorating the tree. This is the one that makes you think of like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day proper. Yes. It's total like main event song. was Splinter's 12 Days of Christmas <laughs> from the 1994 live action We Wish You a Turtle Christmas video. 
I, I just can't believe that this made the list. Darlene Love to Splinter. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know if you've ever seen this video, Jay, uh, but... Of course. I have it. I actually have it on VHS. Okay, so then you know that it definitely deserves its 1.8 out of 10 stars on IMDb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We don't have time to focus on all the little things in this video, so I'm just going to stick with the song. Splinter's yeah. 12 Days of Christmas. It's on YouTube if anyone wants to see it, and you definitely should. Definitely. It's very visual. Yeah, like, as much as the song is so ridiculously fun to listen to, it's just not the same if you can't see this fucking bootleg splinter. <laughs> we'll get to him later. <laughs> Obviously, this is a take on the original 12 Days of Christmas. Mm -hmm. But let me just tell you Splinter's gifts. <laughs> okay. Because this is, like, the key component of the song. Yes. You have 12 April Neil autographs. 11 pairs of sneakers, 10 yellow yo-yos, 9 narrow neckties, 8 chopsticks, 7 silk kimonos, 6 frisbees, 5 video games, 4 manhole covers, 3 skateboards, 2 comic books, and what? Uh, and a pizza with pepperoni. <laughs> I just turned I... all the fucking lights off in your house. <laughs> 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 I can't believe you like went the wrong way with that list. <laughs> like <laughs> went April, the wrong way. I went towards the light. You have to go from number one to twelve. You went from twelve to one. So you wanted me to sit here from for forty five minutes <laughs> doing the whole song? No, I'm just saying the April O'Neil autograph was like the piece de resistance. Oh, in that way, yes, you're absolutely. Yeah. I can't believe. The Turtles gave Splinter not one, but 12 April O'Neil autographs. Can you imagine how much money? I was going to say, he's sitting on a boatload of cash right now. He is, and he knows it. Because by the end of that song, he's like, oh my god, I am one lucky motherfucking rat. <laughs> With a bunch of manhole covers, too. Yeah, of course, and eight chopsticks. <laughs> Well, he's got some turtles to eat with. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, my God. He's going to share. He's going to share sushi with the turts. Oh, there you go. And there's enough <laughs> silk kimonos for everyone. <laughs> so the song is fun to listen to. But like we said, you really have to watch the video to get the like maximum value out of this. Yeah. Live action turtles, they're there. And they are definitely not up to the movie standards. Right, because this was more along the lines of the, the tour that we brought up, the I, coming I think, out of your shelves tour. Yes, but I feel like it's actually several rungs down the ladder, even from the tour. Is it even lower than like the TV show? Oh, oh it's so much lower. Like they're <laughs> skinny as rails. Their yeah. mouths only move like once every minute. Splinter looks like the fucking dog from Fly 2. <laughs> Yeah, and the turtles' mouths, like, with the teeth, and they constantly always look super surprised. There were lots of surprises in their defense, but it is over the top. Their eyes were all aglow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did they even move in this special? I swear, it was like Halloween costumes. <laughs> and the video is famous for being bad, but it's, like, one of those things that goes all the way back around to awesome. Yeah, it totally does. Yeah, like, I don't think it would be anywhere near as watchable if everything was objectively perfect. It's so much better because it's so bizarre. I have to say, one of my least favorite Christmas songs is The 12 Days of Christmas because, to me, it's, like, so much math. And it's, like, the Christmas edition of 99 Bottles of Beer on the Wall. Oh, uh, yeah, I can but see it, the angle. It takes, takes forever to get through. And even one of the turtles at the end says, you know, oh, this is, like, such a long song. 
Yeah, you get it after like the sixth verse. And by the way, like all anyone wants to hear is number five anyway. Just stand there and give me number five over and over again. <laughs> because he, he always has the most gusto when they do five, right? Five video games. All right, if you had to have one out of the 12 that they pick here, oh boy, which one would it be? Oh, man. Hmm. Well, under normal circumstances, I'd take the pizza with pepperoni, but I guess I should point out now that this is <laughs> like a moldy, shellacked pizza that's been affixed to a wooden frame. I think you're giving it too much credit. It looks like just like a, a statue of a pizza. Yes, statue. <laughs> So I'm going to drop that one, and I think I am going to go. So you got comic books, skateboards, video games, frisbees, silk kimonos. That's chops. it. That's the one. I want a silk kimono. Yeah? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so you're bypassing the April O'Neil autographs and the manhole covers. Well, I feel like you're probably going to take one of those, too. You always tell me that you need a cover for your manhole. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're just you're falling all over the place over here. You have so many manholes in here. Yeah, my, you know, but I would just like like to hang one on a wall, call it art. Here's an idea. If I could erase where it says autographs, I'll take April O'Neil. <laughs> you can't change the gifts. Well, it's just a matter of changing the lyric. Listen, you're going to take another pair of sneakers, even though you already have 50 of them. Son of a B. All right, fine. But like they specified narrow neckties which they were very big in the 80s. And this was clearly the 90s, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was 1994. Uh, oddly specific gift. It's like uh, Frisbees, <laughs> video games, narrow neckties. <laughs> when I think of Splinter, I think of business casual, though. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh... On the ninth day of Christmas, the turtles gave to me Nine narrow neckties, eight chopsticks, seven silk kimonos, six frisbees, five video games, four manhole covers, three skateboards, two comic books, and a pizza with pepperoni. Number three. It was the night before Christmas when all through the castle my monsters were having a yuletide hassle. The tree was all trimmed in ghoulish things like werewolf fangs and vampire wings. But they were up to no good. Didn't act like good monsters should. They found themselves a new prey. They planned to rob Santa's sleigh. That was Monster's Holiday by Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Kickers from December of 1962, Matt. Can you believe it? He did a Christmas version of the Monster Mash. You hit it big with a song. You really got to capitalize on that success, right? I mean, you, you got to try. So, yeah, he came out with this song after the Monster Mash was like such a blockbuster. We think of it as a novelty song, but it really was a big song back then. So A smash hit, number one. Yeah, <laughs> so he came out with this holiday version of it. Now, to even get crazier with all the six degrees of Kevin Bacon nonsense, yeah. uh, Darlene Love sang backup on this song. You know what? You're just pulling facts <laughs> out of your ass tonight. There's no fucking way. I swear. That Darlene true. Love from Lethal Weapon 
sung backup <laughs> vocals on Monster's Holiday by Bobby Boris Pickett in 1952. 1962. Same fucking difference. All right. Well, anyway, in this song, he lists the things that the monsters wanted for Christmas. And then they go into kind of a parody of Twas the Night Before Christmas. And then all the monsters get Christmas gifts from Santa. And it turns out that all the gifts are the ones that they wanted originally. So everybody was happy in the end. Oh, that old story. So you had Dracula, Wolfman, you know, all those guys. So um, listening to this song, and it's cute. I like it. But if you compare it to the original Monster Mash, you notice that the background singers, they're just not on board with this. You feel like Darlene Love wasn't really invested in Darlene doing Love Monsters and her day. troop. Yeah, they sounded like they were reading magazines while they were recording. Like they're just barely <laughs> making their cues, <laughs> and they're very quiet. Well, maybe they were. It was like they worked long hours in those studios. They were trying to eat their bologna sandwich, and then this happens. It's that, like oh, man, that's definitely gotta... it. You know, because Bobby <laughs> Boris Pickett was a notorious perfectionist. He would go like eighty <laughs> takes on these songs. Yeah, they were in the studio for days on end. Oh, one more time. (laughs) 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 Igor, what do you think of Santa now? Santa Ghoul! What was that he said as he drove out of sight? (laughs) Merry Christmas to all. And to all a good night. Number four. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide cows being sung by a choir and folks just up like Eskimos every, 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 every And that was Luther Vandross with Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire aka the Christmas song from 1995 <laughs> This is the one that you told me you were going to mention I had no idea where you're going with this one see i figured you were you didn't know where i was going and you probably <laughs> thought that i was like up to something yes jay i ain't up to nothing it is just a great fucking song <laughs> it is a great song absolutely i hear this and i'm suddenly just like on the line at kmart waiting to buy boxes of christmas crayons and after eight dinner mints perfectly <laughs> christmasy song oh not andy's candies no i've always been an after eight's loyalist Really? Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate Andy's Candies, but if you have not had an After 8 Dinner Mint, oh my god, I don't know what they do to those things, but they're like from another fucking world, Jay. No, they're good, but I mean, holidays call for Andy's Candies. There's room for both on that table. <laughs> so it reminds you of buying After 8 Dinner Mints? Yes, yeah, specifically at Kmart on a very long checkout line. <laughs> So there are a billion versions of this song by everyone from Nat King Cole to Christina Aguilera. I can't Mm -hmm. say say her name for me. Aguilera. Thank you. But I'm putting my money on the late great Luther. That's the best one. No doubt about it. Luther was the man. Absolutely. And his voice was like butter. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was. It was just like butter. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So I have a little situation with this song that I'm going to try to explain to you. I don't know how it's going to go because it's very much like a crazy thing in my head. Okay. So you're listening to it and it has that like instrumental intro that goes on for like 20 seconds, right? Right. My head canon is that Luther was producing what was supposed to be an instrumental version of the song, but he couldn't contain himself and he just <laughs> let loose. <laughs> if you listen to this song, I like, got it. I, pull I it up because I want you to I'm, hear what I'm, I was hearing here. I'm about to. Yeah. If you listen to that thing from the very top, it's like the instrumentals are a lit fuse and Luther is the bomb. Luther Vandross, chestnuts, roasting, roasting on an open. Oh no! I would think Luther song. Vandross chestnuts would probably do the trick. <laughs> I, I don't think I, there's many other videos featuring Luther chestnuts. I'm not going to Google chestnuts. his chestnuts. Will you yeah, stop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Christmas song. That's what it's called. Right. All right. I got it. All right. It's on now. Let's, let me hear this. All right. I'm listening now. I, I hear it. Listen to this. And you could just picture him in the studio and he's like sweating because he wants to sing so bad and he's not supposed to. <laughs> and you see him, he's like rocking. He starts letting loose a little bit of like... Mm -hmm. He does. You start hearing his vocal calisthenics. And then... Oh, there it is. Yep, yep. You see what Luther. I'm saying? I mean, it wasn't a long intro. I think you're exaggerating a little bit. It was but... 22 seconds I timed it. So, I mean, when do you want him to start? Three seconds in? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, if you listen to that, it's like he doesn't just start singing. He almost, it's like he gives himself over to something. <laughs> it's almost like he has no choice to sing. He's exactly. just, it's, in, it's an involuntary thing that he does. Yeah, it's like you told him a secret and he was desperately trying to hold it in, but he just couldn't. <laughs> okay, well, you shared that with me. I'll share with you. I have a Luther story. So my friend growing up, Greg, we used to hang out all the time. And his mom used to always play CDs in the kitchen when we were sitting there snacking or whatever. Okay. So his mom would always play Luther Vandross CDs. <laughs> so Smart boy. when Greg admitted this to me, he almost was like telling me something in confidence. And it was very serious. He told me, he said, my mom, she really loves Luther Vandross. And I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool, you know. And he's like, no, no, she loves him. You mean this wasn't like... Uh, yeah, yeah, she, she loves... Like, yeah, like we were little kids and he's telling me his mom loves another man. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh my, oh, she loves him like that. Okay. So then I came to find out that like she was obsessed with Luther Vandross. Well, I mean, I gotta say, I don't think your friend was lying because, you know, most mothers would know better than to put on a Luther Vandross CD while their two little boys are like having Lunchables at the fucking kitchen table. <laughs> if she can't hold it in for that five minutes, there's, there's a problem. <laughs> we used to eat. Chili and Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh, damn. Well, I got to say, Luther goes pretty good for that meal, Jay. Many times, many ways, a merry Christmas. 
the prawn with his rendition of merry christmas baby oh my god i am so glad you introduced me to pepe prawn and this fucking cover yeah he was always one of my favorite muppets ever since they introduced him during the muppets tonight series right he's one of the newer muppets i don't know much about the muppets as you know so i just know what i like and this fucking king prawn muppet So he decides to do a version of Merry Christmas Baby on this album called The Muppets, A Green and Red Christmas. Mm -hmm. This came out in 2006 uh, and re-released in 2011. Oh, wow. So it's not that old. It's not that old. No, I mean, 12 years or so. But it actually won a Grammy for Best Musical Album in 2008, which is not Best Musical Album. Best Musical Album for children. (laughs) It was Album of the Year. (laughs) The Muppets Christmas Album featuring Pepe Prawn was Album of the Year. (laughs) <laughs> but so uh, so for those of the people listening who aren't big muppets fans like such as yourself mm-hmm. uh this version to me can stand on its own as a kind of a slightly comical version of the song it's actually pretty good i think so oh, i liked it a lot i was like yeah. i was downloading that shit and it went right on the old uh ipod thing yeah exactly so like i said he was created for this show muppets tonight and that was at a period of time in my life when one of my main focal points, admittedly, was programming my VCR to record Muppets Tonight. So that, yeah. that tells you a lot about my activities during that time, you know? Yep. The thing about the album that is on it has other characters doing uh, songs. They are all Muppets and stuff. Right. So they have the Swedish chef does uh, a song called Christmas Smorgasbord, right? So they take this character who's a king prawn, Pepe the Prawn, and they have him do Merry Christmas Baby. And it's like a perfect fit for him. Oh, so perfect. And he has the affect to his voice. It's very funny. And But anyway, the, the whole idea behind this is that, you know, I'm known for a rhyme or two. Yeah. And this is what would be printed on a Frisbee if I tossed it out to the crowd like Leaping <laughs> Lanny Poffa. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. He's Pepe the King Prawn. People in Philly probably call him a John. Don't call him a shrimp, or else he'll give you a severe limp. He's, <laughs> he's quite the ladies' man, okay? He's Pepe the Prawn, baby! Oh my god! Talk about album of the year! You put that in, you go to the studio with that. <laughs> so I knew you would love a shrimp who was a Muppet and talk funny. I'm ashamed to admit that I didn't know Pepe the Prawn. Pepe yes. the, what is it? Is it Pepe the Prawn or the King Prawn? He likes to be referred to as the King Prawn. He's quite a ladies' man, okay? Oh, God. Now I, I'm starting to remember him. Yeah. But I don't know if I knew what he looked like until today. And I'm looking at his picture on Google, and I'm just like, 
entranced. Yes. He's awesome. I have a uh, stuffed animal of him in my condo. You've probably passed him a million times. That's why he's familiar. Yeah. I mean, he kind of looks like Goro if Goro got nailed by the head shrinker from Beetlejuice. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. You're turning off all your lights again. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Santa came down the chimney. That was the most wonderful day of the year from Rankin Bass's 1964 TV special, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Totally classic. Great pick. Mm, So you know the deal. Rudolph and pals, they land on the island of misfit toys, where all of the toys are just a little too fucked up for Santa to add to his sleigh. (laughs) Like, I watched that special, and the thing that's immediately striking to me is that I would have preferred the toys the way they were there. Right, like a little bit off. Yeah, like there's the cowboy riding the ostrich and yeah. the elephant with the pink polka dots and the water pistol that shot motherfucking jelly. Jelly. Oh my god. It's like I don't think you're ready for that jelly. Those don't sound like defective toys to me. They sound like the bomb.com. Yeah. So it's a <laughs> <laughs> This was a group performance by all of the misfit toys, but if you had to pick one character who kind of led everything, it would be Dolly. Yeah, she was leader of the pack. I mean, talking about Darlene Love, this girl had power behind her voice. (laughs) She did. Yeah, like, she is that simple red-headed ragdoll, and the weird thing is she doesn't really appear to have anything wrong with her. Yeah, I don't think there was anything wrong with her. Yeah, I actually Googled around today, and it looked like uh, Arthur Rankin himself chimed in. Oh, really? Yeah, he said that Dolly had, and I'm quoting him here, psychological problems. Oh. And she felt unloved after being abandoned by her previous owner. Well, that's kind of hard to describe in a song. Or put on a doll visually. (laughs) Right. Yeah, but like, I'm sitting there thinking, geez, me and Dolly have more in common than our vocal register. (laughs) I am dedicating this pick to Dolly the (laughs) Ragdoll. So... One thing I will mention I, when I was looking this up, I did see something interesting that I totally forgot about. What's that? In 2004, there was a showing of Rudolph uh, on the 40th anniversary on CBS. Okay. And they wound up doing all these little stop motion promos for different shows in their lineup. 
All right. So there is somewhere stop motion promo of Doris Roberts promoting Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she says, what a silly waste of resources. She this does thing. not. Yes. Because there's no silly waste of resources. <laughs> Doris Roberts in stop motion. But I think what you were saying earlier, though, is that, like, did you know Rankin and Bass? Well, you know, we mentioned them on our last show, so I reached out. Because and if you, well, I don't think they're with us anymore, but it didn't stop. You know me. I figured I, I found a way. Yeah. If you know their people or you can contact them through the means of Ouija board, let them know that the long lost Blair Witch 2 Rankin Bass special needs to be released <laughs> on DVD. Asshole. I still can't Criterion. believe I bought that <laughs> bullshit from you. Like, I can't believe I didn't immediately shut you down. Oh, Rankin Bass, they did a Blair Witch 2 special. Because it exists. It doesn't it exist. Hasn't yet. Now I'm doubt <laughs> Please tell me at least that the fucking stop motion Doris Roberts is a real thing. That's a real thing. Oh, That's totally real. Thank and Christ. Del, Del Rubio sisters are in it too. Oh, God, I bet they're throwing McNuggets. That was Britney Spears with My Only Wish This Year, and that was circa November 2000. Ah, oh, God. Hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this, Matt? <sighs> well... I know you're expecting me to throw you some shade, but it is just a good song. It's a good song, right? I mean, to me, I mean, it's not just a good song. It's a classic song, and no one can tell me any different. But, you know, you have your Christmas in Smurfland. I have this Britney song. So. <laughs> Listen, so. let's, not, uh, let's not put it on the level of Christmas in Smurfland, but it's good, and I look forward to hearing it the next 30 times I go to CVS. <laughs> Well, like, here's a shocker. So out of all the celebrity women that I've had crushes on throughout my life, mm -hmm. Britney Spears was barely a blip on my radar. So I could tell you that the reason I like this song is not just because of some childhood crush. crush. Right, right, right. My most favorite thing about this song is the fact that it gets me into one of my favorite things, and that's semantics. Okay? Seme so, semantics. Semantics. Yeah. So... <laughs> This year in the title is in parentheses. You know how songs sometimes do that where... It should be in, outlawed. It should be fucking banned. I hate that yeah. shit. So in the parentheses, it's this year. My only wish, and then in parentheses, this year. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to think, is she saying that this year I will settle for one thing, but all the other years I will go back to my mile-long Christmas list full of nonsense that I don't need? It does seem less like a parenthetical statement and more like an asterisk. Yeah. Yeah, like so she's I'm, putting in some fine print. Yeah, exactly. She asks Santa for an actual guy under her tree. Like, she wants a dude for Christmas. That is absolutely the only way to take the lyrics. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's you know, the song is actually kind of depressing if you look at it through that angle. 
She's so lonely that she's literally asking Santa to bring her a human being. It's the most unrealistic song ever because even on her worst day, Britney Spears would never have to ask Santa for a dude. That's absolutely true. She is not uh, hurting in that department, I'm sure. Yeah, like she's not that hard up where she'd have to forego like a KitchenAid artisan mixer. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, why it's in the parentheses. She can get it next year. Yeah. <laughs> so she wants to fall in love so bad that she resorts to writing this letter. She asks Santa for the guy. Usually you write a letter to Santa for stuff like large play sets, video games, Red Rider BB guns, stuff like that. Right? Yeah, you don't usually, in general, I mean, you might even put like a dog or a cat, but you wouldn't put a person. Right. In, in this case, like she's asking for a living, breathing guy actually wrapped in a bow under her tree, which is kind of crazy, actually. I mean, it worked for Clark. And she thinks she isn't being greedy either because she's saying like just asking Santa to gift her another human being claiming it's her only wish. She's like, it's my only wish, I swear, you know, and insinuating that being that it's her only wish that she should receive it. Well, let's look at this logically because we've both been there. You just don't realize it yet. When you wanted, say, a giant G.I. Joe vehicle or the complete fucking Voltron Lion set, that yeah. was your ace in the hole. You said, you don't have to get me anything else. <laughs> so this just, is Brittany telling Santa, that's it. No socks, nothing. Just yeah. this, this guy under the tree. Right. So when you wanted a big gift, you're like, I, I don't, I'll take, like, you give a big list, but you'd be like, all right, so here's the big one at the bottom. Yeah. If Santa gives me this big thing, I don't need the rest. How could you turn this down? What a deal. Yeah. But then if you don't get the big thing, you'll take all the rest of the little things. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, that's how you add 50 bucks to your gift value, because who wants to go through all the trouble? So at this point, it, to me, Brittany's just getting pathetic in this song because she, it gets to the point where she's actually pleading with Santa, you know. But you see, this is what I actually like about this song. It's yeah. so it's it's pop, but it's so yeah. like gothy. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's it's like, so I'm... much more up my alley because I'm listening to these lyrics like, yeah, I could sing this. Let's go to karaoke. <laughs> So I pose to you, if you could only get one human being wrapped under your tree in a bow for Christmas from Santa, and it has to be a real non-fictional person, but oh. you have to make it count, right? Because it's going to be your only gift this year. Who would it be? Jesus Christ. I mean, is there a way for me to answer that question without getting into enormous trouble? <laughs> is the mere act of answering it trouble enough? No, not at all. I'm going to take... <laughs> okay. Wait, drum roll. <laughs> like they did on Christmas vacation. You didn't specify that it has to be somebody from the present. So I'm going no, to no, take... No, they have to be alive, though. Well, this person is alive. He just might have a little trouble fitting into his costume. I'm going to take Max Moon. <laughs> Max Moon? Yeah, Maximilian Moon, the <laughs> robot laser WWF wrestler from year 2050. <laughs> That's actually, it sounds ridiculous at first, but that totally makes sense because it's like getting a toy. Exactly. In that's, that's where I'm going. It's like getting your own little uh, Turbo Man. That's almost too genius for my mind to comprehend right now. That's really good. Thanks. <laughs> How about you? Do I even want to know? You know what? Maybe no, I don't want to know. I already know. I already know. And I'm sure she's flattered. Hit the music. <laughs> <laughs>
Number eight. Stockings and bows, cause all I want for Christmas is you. I don't need expensive things, they don't matter to me. That was All I Want for Christmas is You by Vince Vance and the Valiants from 1989. I can't believe it's been four shows and we're finally hitting this one. Oh, I'm glad to hear you say that because I feel like it might seem a little off brand for me, but uh, I don't know. I really love this song. Yeah, I'm surprised you picked it. It's a great song, though. Well, I feel like the great thing about Christmas music is that it like transcends usual barriers of genres. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't register if something is rock or pop or country or rap. As long as it's Christmas, it's all same. Right. It ties it all together. Yeah. Even so, uh, as you might guess, I have no special attachment to Vince Vance nor his valiance. <laughs> I do not know a single thing about them except for the fact that they released this song. Can you tell me anything about Vince or his valiance? I mean, I can. And I don't know if you went to the detail of watching the video. But I know he has giant hair, and he looks like Pee Wee Herman. He looks like Pee Wee, and he's got Norfolk troll hair. <laughs> and I don't know why it's called Vince Vance and the Valiants if it's literally just one woman singing the whole song. <laughs> Shouldn't it be like one Valiant and Vince Vance and the rest of the Valiants? <laughs> well, I guess he started the band, you know? He does it. I mean, I don't think he plays an instrument in his song. He just sits back and smiles. Well, not in the video. In the video, he's just like making himself look like yeah, the I mean, man. I, I'm exaggerating. Well, he was yeah. the man. He, he, look, if his, if his name's at the front of this song, he's done some shit, man. What he did to his lead singer here is that he wouldn't let her in the video. He got an actress to play the girl that sings the song. That's not the real girl? No, she's just an actress. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it does. So I'm watching the video of this girl, and did you notice, I don't know who she is now, but she, like, changes outfits every single shot? She does, and it's in the same room, and you know, yeah, you, it's the same long shot, yeah. but she's in different outfits. Yeah, it's almost like, it, it, sometimes they don't even cut, they just magically morph into <laughs> other clothes. It's It's the weirdest thing. That video is a total treasure trove. Oh, it's so good. It's like a home movie mixed with a QVC special. My God, it is. (laughs) So I have a story about this one, too. You have a story about Vince Vance and the Valiants? (laughs) All right. My connection to this song is pretty interesting, I would say. All right. Back in the day, around the time Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You came out around 1993 right same name yeah same name was getting a lot of airplay right so i guess the people that knew the vince vance song maybe realized it right so my dad would come home from his long commute he used to listen to the radio the local stations during christmas time and they would play all the christmas music like 106.7 and whatnot so they used to play all i want for christmas is you by mariah carey So he would try to convince us that there was another song called All I Want for Christmas is You, sang by a girl, same name of the song. We honestly had no clue what he was talking about. You thought he was uh, trying to pull a fast one on you. 
exactly. We thought he was just lying, making up a story just to be a, a dick, you know? Yeah, is that where <laughs> just, you picked up that old habit from? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. So we would not believe him. And this went on for like several years. And we were like, oh, yeah, just like that other all I want for Christmas is you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that imaginary song that no one's ever heard of, right, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> so every year, always he would say this. So <laughs> at the time, then uh, I was over at my girlfriend's house and uh, I looked on their CD rack. And on the CD rack, I saw a CD that said Vince Vance and the Valiants. Right. Yeah. I didn't know who it was, but I pulled it out to look at it. And on the back of the CD, it said, all I want for Christmas is you. So I'm like, what the fuck oh is my this? God. I put it on and I'm like, holy shit. He was not lying. <laughs> you are. I can't believe you put this poor guy through so much torture. It, that went on for years and years. So I'm every not... year he would bring up the other version of All I Want for Christmas is You. And every year you and your family would say, you lying? Yes. <laughs> You're full of it. Uh. There's no such song. No one's ever heard of this song. <laughs> well, did you ever apologize to him? I didn't. I didn't. You didn't apologize to him? No, I never did. Well, you know, Jay, there's no time like the present. I think I should call him. And... I think you should call him. Yeah, I'm going to do it. All right, I'm calling him right now. I love it when Jay's dad is on the show. I'll hear you. <laughs> Maybe they're out. Hello? Hey, Dad. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, Jay. Where are you guys at? We went out to a diner. Oh, okay. So now we're coming home. Yes. What's up? <laughs> I was just talking with Matt. I was telling him the story about... The Vince Vance and the Valiants? Yes. So you remember that whole thing where you would come home and tell us that uh, there was another All I Want for Christmas is You song? Yeah. And no, you know, yeah. Hold your thought, Jay. It's yeah. very ironic. Last night it was on the internet and I went on YouTube yeah. to listen to Vince Vance and the Valiants and <laughs> Lisa Lane is the one who sang it. Yeah, Lisa Lane, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's still going strong, Jay. Oh, yeah? They, she has a website. She does a lot of performing in Memphis, and she's got her own little band. Oh. Yeah. How do you like that? <laughs> it's crazy. I didn't know that. I was talking to Matt, and, you know, we decided that after all those years of me not believing you, that I owe you an apology. No, you don't. No. Okay. You yeah. know why you don't? Know? Because... I looked up the lyrics on both of the songs, and they're different. Yeah, they're different lyrics. Yes. Uh, you probably figured I thought they were the same song, right? No, no. I, we, we used to think that you were full of it, and we used to tell you that. But, you know, we felt like maybe we owe you an apology for not believing you all those years. Oh, I see. Don't worry about it. You know what else I found out this night when I was researching? Yeah. Is they mentioned that Vince Valiant's song was done... In 1989, yeah. but it slowly grew. It did make the charts, but it didn't get up very high at the beginning. Yeah. But every year at Christmas, it charts. Yeah. And they said that it is the number one country Christmas song. The oh. most requests <laughs> are for that song, Vince Valiant's 
song. Is that amazing? You're a treasure trove of information. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, all <laughs> worthless. Yeah. I can't make any money with it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you, if you ever saw this Vince Valiant on you, yeah, oh, you he's got the big hair. Oh, he's got the hair that stands up about a foot in the yeah, yeah. All right, Dad. Yeah. I'll uh, I go. I'm gonna get going. Yeah. Okay. okay. Buddy. All right. Take care. All right. You bye too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Jay, there are people in this world who have it, and there are people in this world who don't. Your father has it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, just a mere phone call, and he's doing his own show. I, I mean... can't believe this man. He should be on television. <laughs> how you really didn't plan this out with him? No. <laughs> I like how he said he says I went on the internet, you know, it's like the new invention that they came out with. Let me tell you, when that phone was ringing, in my head I was playing sort of like the idealized version of how that conversation could go for maximum value on the Purple Stuff podcast. <laughs> it beat that idealistic expectation by like a magnitude of 10,000. That was like a flare promo in '86. Unfucking real. My hat is off to Jay's dad. And then, just to make it even weirder, I referenced something he said on the, la the oh, last. Show. I'm sitting. I'm sitting back. I'm like, oh my god, these two are exactly the same. You call them, and they're, like, walking out of a restaurant to their car. But you know what? I'm going to stop right here, and we're going to talk Christmas music trivia. <laughs> With not, not even blinking his eye, just right into it. I'm like, gee, where have I seen something like this before? <laughs> Number nine. That was O Come All Ye Faithful by Twisted Sister. And I usually don't bring up church hymns on the show, <laughs> yeah. but this one needed to be on here. I cannot believe we haven't covered this one already. I know. I actually went back through all the Christmas shows we did just to make sure I didn't bring it up because it's always on my list. Or I at least have one song from their album called Twisted Christmas, which yep. came out in 2006. I always have like one song on it, but I kind of move it off in favor of other songs sometimes. 
because to me, this is a, a standard. It's only been out for like 12 years. Awesome. But the fact that I've been blasting it every Christmas since then, to me, is like unreal because it doesn't feel like that long ago at all because the songs from this album still feel like like a new addition to my playlist. Right. When they were together as Twisted Sister, they would do Christmas concerts. Okay. D would come out dressed like Santa Claus and everything. It was really cool. Uh, this one in particular is the classic church song, but it's done to the tune of We're Not Gonna Take It. Yeah, absolutely. Like just totally mimicking their biggest hit. And when you said you were blasting it earlier, that's like the only word to use because you have to blast the song. You don't like passively listen to it. You're not going to hear it after Luther Vandross. This is like... <laughs> well, I might. This, yeah. But so this one follows the same style of that big hit, We're Not Gonna Take It. And it also has a video. It has two videos, actually. But the main video they did for it was in the spirit of the We're Not Gonna Take It video. So it has this married couple and the wife is like super uptight and she's getting on her husband, you know, tucking your shirt, getting on his ass for every little detail. Right. And he gives her a gift and it's the Twisted Sister Christmas CD. Oh, that'll fix her up. She got really upset. She's like, you know, how could you even give this to me? So she got real mad. And then as she was kind of berating him for giving him a Twisted Christmas CD, D. Snyder is like right there in the room with them in the <laughs> living room and she gets all scared. And as much as she pretends to like hate the whole scenario because the whole band is there. Yeah. They're rocking the song out. Then she starts to kind of slowly get into oh, it. Oh, one of those. Yeah. The toes she, start tapping. Yep. She starts rocking out, getting real wild with the band. So is it just me or is this like the ultimate it's Christmas, let's get drunk song? Totally with you on that. I don't know how we've brought up shit like the fucking Fruity Pebbles Christmas theme and not this song. <laughs> I think I might have stayed away because I didn't want people to think, well, why is she bringing up a religious song? That's not really what, it's, oh, what it is. They whammy barred the fucking religion right out of this song, Jay. <laughs> you know, it doesn't even register. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. But the whole CD is great. So A Twisted Christmas by Twisted Sister is so awesome. And it's all in classic Twisted style. And they're in top form. Number 10. For my last pick, we have the Chipmunk song, a.k.a. Christmas Don't Be Late, <laughs> recorded by real live actual chipmunks back in 1958. It was not. Real live actual chipmunks. <laughs> chipmunks can't sing. Oh, these could. 
Um, <laughs> the song, admittedly, is not one of those songs that I'm dying to hear a million times during the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. But I like to hear it a couple of times because it just reminds me of being like four years old and having my mind blown every time someone put this album on while we were decorating. I am fully with you on that. When I was a kid, I had to have the 45 record of this. Yep. Like I, I, it was a must have. I remember going to this place, Vintage Vinyl by us, and we had to pick out the 45 of this. It was great. Did the 45 also have like the, um, the, the mine had like the chipmunks on the cover? Mm-hmm. but they were clearly not the chipmunks that were on TV at that point. Right. So it would You're... blow my mind. I'm like, oh, my God. These are like antique prehistoric chipmunks. What, who, what happened? What's going on? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean because it felt like – you're like, wait a second, was there different chipmunks before the ones that we know? Yes. Like this is, or are these a ripoff of the chipmunks we know? Exactly. But, it's so and weird. Like, what, what did like, because like, you know, when you're a kid, you don't really process the world in the absolute correct way. So I'm thinking if they're on a record, that means they were like real musicians. <laughs> did they have some way to send the chipmunks out on tour? Like, were there concerts? What was going on? Yeah, it seemed like, well, how could any chipmunks exist before us if they predated the chipmunks that we know? That's not possible because anything before we were born didn't exist. Right. So these are the <laughs> so these, these are the thoughts that were running through our brains while we're sitting on the floor. Like our family's just like bumbling over us and they think we're just pissing. But no, we're having this deep mental thing about what was going on with the chipmunks. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So... um I thought we would both name our favorite chipmunk to pad this section out a little bit. Okay, sure. But I want us to use our chipmunk voices while we do. Sounds good. All right. I'll tell you about mine first. I was always on Team Simon because he was smart and he wore glasses and he wore blue. Oh, that's interesting. What was your favorite? Well, I just want to comment on that. First of all, mm-hmm. I I never thought that blue was your favorite color. That's well, I mean, it's it's blue versus red versus green. And... Like any, basically, any color is your favorite, right? Well, <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, if there was a chipmunk in a fucking black sweater. That would be my ultimate favorite chipmunk. Right. So and Simon like came closest. Smeared guy liner. Yes. Oh, my God. You know what? It, it, the worst part is, you know, motherfucking Theodore is ripe for that shit. <laughs> Wait, I thought you said Simon. I am. But I'm saying if anyone was going to be a smeared guy liner, black sweater chipmunk, it would be Theo. Oh, my God. You're right. Because he's the middle. Mm. He's the middle child. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, he's like he's like the the chubby one who liked cake and always came in last during field day. And I'm not going to say that. I don't feel a kinship with Theodore. <laughs> All right. But so, uh, Simon's so definitely Simon my favorite. Your favorite. How about but you? That, that doesn't translate to the Ghostbusters, though, because I don't think Egon was your favorite Ghostbuster. It was either Egon or Winston. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously, my favorite was Alvin! <laughs> <laughs> really? Your favorite is the lead singing Glory Hog, who always had to be center stage and loved baseball caps? <laughs> you got me. Yeah, you got big, me pegged. Big surprise there, Jay. <laughs>
Very good, boys. No, that's enough. Let's not overdo it. Now wait a minute, boys. Alvin, cut that So this has been our Christmas song show, the fourth one that we've done. It's been very eclectic again tonight, Matt. Certainly our most eclectic list so far. We're really like kind of, it seems like we're scraping the bottom of the barrel, but I honestly think it's more just that we're comfortable enough to say what we really like. I mean, I'm always, I don't care. I'm going to tell people what I like, but I will say that every year we, we go through a lot of check this one off the list, put this one on. Yep. You know, it's a lot of deliberation before we come down to these songs. So it's not like we're just throwing it together. Oh, no, if people could see the the process that goes into narrowing our list down, like we talk for a fucking week before we finally are ready to record these. Yeah, I mean, some people, they make sculptures. Some people do stained glass. Mm-hmm. We come up with Christmas playlists. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So we have to narrow it down to our favorites. And now we have to narrow it down even more because it's time to do the thing. Exactly. It's our thing. Mm-hmm. Let's run down the songs that you have tonight. Nothing but winners. Home runs, <laughs> every one of them. <laughs> All right. So we have Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Chipmunk song. Uh huh. Vince Vance and the Valiants. <laughs> the Island of Misfit Toys song, which, what is that called again, Matt? Uh, wonderful, Wait. most wonderful day of the year. Yeah, the most... it's, it's kind of irrelevant because there's no chance in hell you're picking that one. <laughs> yeah, the most wonderful time of the year, or most... what is it? It's, I don't even have it written down. It's um, the, the most, most wonderful, wonderful day, day of the year. Of the year. Yeah, I love most... the song so much. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, the most wonderful day of the year. Mm-hmm. Well, because even you said like it's the Misfit Toys song, and like I'm like, wait, what's the technical name of this? Yeah, okay, well, you, you know, you love those semantics. Semantic. (laughs) I mean, this song has the water pistol uh, jelly shooter, right? That's something to consider. And then you have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Splinter singing the 12 Days of Christmas. Oh, yeah. Splinter's 12 Days of Christmas. A true classic. (laughs) So I think, wait, you have one more, right? Oh, of course I do. The the last one. Luther Van. Yeah, the big man himself, Luther. Luther Vandross singing the Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. Mm-hmm. All right, so, I mean, I love Luther, but I'm going to have to drop Luther because it's not something that I would rank super high on my list. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm going to hold on to Vince Vance and the Valiants, and I'm also going to hold on to Splinter. I knew it would be coming down to Splinter and Vince Vance. I'm going to drop the Rudolph song. I knew that was coming. Yeah. Did I, is that all of them? Uh, there is also the chipmunks, the chipmunks, right? Ooh, man. Damn. Yeah. So we got splinter. We got the chipmunks and Vince Vance and the (laughs) Valley. Picture those three. (laughs) Oh man. Oh my Lord. Oh, this is tough, man. I, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop Splinter, even though I do love that. Oh man, five video games. <laughs> Did you notice that Splinter's voice in the actual Christmas special and the voice that sings the song sounds like two completely different Splinters? <laughs> it absolutely does. Yeah, and it's right, like so... it, it doesn't make any sense because it's not like he's actually singing. He's like yeah. saying gifts. Eleven yeah, he... pairs of sneakers. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. 
So Splinter's gone, and now it's down to uh, Vince Vance and... The Chipmunks. And the Chipmunks. Damn. That is a death match. Yeah, so you have the nostalgia of the Chipmunks, and you have the mystery that is this Vince Vance and the Valiant song. Right. That is a tough one, man. Let me see if I could flip something. I'm gonna flip something. You know what, what you to... do? You throw you you flip a coin, and when it's in the air, you'll know what you want it to be. Heads is Vince Vance and the Valiants. Okay? okay. All right. Well, I don't know where it went, so <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with um, Vince Vance and the Valiants. Vince Vance and the Valiants. Yeah. It would have been your pick. It would have been your father's pick, and it would have been my pick too. So we're all in agreement tonight. Yeah, we're all aligned. Yep. That Lisa Lane singing Vince Vance and the Valiant song <laughs> and the and the troll haircut. And the troll haircut the and the fifty outfits and Jay's dad telling us a story and trivia <laughs> about this song while exiting a diner and walking to his car. I like how she gets real like into it. All I want for Christmas is <laughs> you. you. <laughs> <laughs> So it's good. very very soulful. I mm. love it. All right, how about you, Matt? You brought to the table tonight, Britney Spears. My only wish, and then in parentheses is you. This year, <laughs> yeah. sorry, this year. Um, they, they all bleed together. Yeah, you know? Jesus Christ. Um, then we had Bobby Boris Pickett with Monsters Holiday. Yes. Pepe the King Prawn with uh, Merry Christmas, Christmas. Baby. Mm-hmm. Darlene Love with that song that she sings. Christmas, baby, please come home. Yeah. God, a lot of your songs tonight have the word baby in them. And parentheses. And parentheses, right. <laughs> Finally, we have Twisted Sisters, Oh Come All Ye Faithful. Huh. Damn. Which is the other one? No, none of them had baby. The only one that had baby was Darlene. Oh, Merry Christmas, baby. Merry yeah. Christmas, baby. Baby. Oh, come all you faithful baby. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. I actually have no idea which one you're picking. All right, I'm going to drop Brittany. Wait, I'm not going to drop Brittany yet. Oh. I'm going to hold on to her for a minute. I am going to drop Monsters Holiday and Pepe Prom. Okay. So it's between Brittany, Darlene, and the guy from Twisted Sister. Well, it's Twisted Sister, yeah. Well, I like to just give him full credit. D. Snyder? It's, well, it's it, the whole band, though. No, no it's, it's D. Darlene and Brittany. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, shit, that's fucking. That's real tough. I'm being pulled in all directions, like I the know, guy right? at the end of fucking it, Hellraiser. <laughs> like I don't know where to go right now. They're all so different. It really is a tough one. All right, I'm gonna drop D. Snyder. Okay. <sighs> Man, Darlene Love. <laughs> Britney Spears. <laughs> Which one? Which oh, one man. do I pick? Which one do I pick? Oh, oh God. <laughs> I think I'm going to give it to Britney. Really? Mm-hmm. It's Britney, bitch. It's Britney, bitch. She's <laughs> winning tonight. Yes. Britney and Vince Vance. <laughs> I can't believe. I feel like I convinced you to like this song which is to me that's to be honest i never actually thought i I knew the song but i've never given it any thought until you told me you were going to bring it up yeah and then i'm listening i'm like i am completely in love with this song (laughs) 
yes. I I just want to hear it 20 times a day, whether it's the Christmas season or not. Exactly. It's like one of the greatest songs of all time. Oh, Jesus Christ. Brittany, <laughs> you done did it. She done did it now. Yep. Oh, man. So that's been an interesting show, I'll tell you. Yes. Uh, kind of went off the rails, but that's a good thing, I think. I think so, too. And this was our christmas celebration our christmas songs here on the purple stuff podcast yep but we're not done with christmasing yet we'll have another show or two before the big day yeah we'll be christmasing with you that's right (laughs) (laughs) and in addition we have our patreon going jay that's patreon.com slash p-u-r-p wait i usually do the patreon spelling p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash purple stuff if you want to uh contribute to the show and Get access to our bonus shows. Yeah, you get those exclusive shows and a lot of exclusive stuff that you're not going to get anywhere else. Yeah, I think tonight you posted a picture of your kitchen cabinet. Thank you all for contributing and supporting the show. It's really cool of you guys. And I will say that I had a couple of comments that the people who are supporting want to be called the Patrones. Oh, thank God. That's uh, something we got to give them. That's like our favorite drink. It's our favorite beverage. So we can call them lovingly the Patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Each one of those people, or there's just a little shot of Patron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So thank you for listening to the Purple Stuff Podcast. I'm Jay from the Sexy Armpit. And I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast.